The machine works. Do the kids know? Well, yeah, the kids know. That's great. No, it's not that great. Why? I shrunk the kids. What? And the Thompson kids too. They're about this big. They're in the backyard. What? Threw them out with the trash. Stay here. I'll get the door. Yes. Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? Do you think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Hello everyone and welcome to another installment of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is episode number 47. Honey, I shrunk the kids. So a little bit of a change of pace here? Yeah, I thought, you know, might as well go back to our roots a little bit. Yeah, we kind of went off list for this one. Yeah, um, well... I didn't. I thought that you know we were getting a little bit too deep into a run of what exactly are our roots? D two the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, that's true. All right. Bug juice. Yep. All the good eps. <laughs> no, I mean I think uh, part of the appeal of our show is having an eclectic mix of agree. topics, and it was time to shake it up a little bit and go somewhere unexpected. Little less of the dark, little more of the fun. Right. All right. So, as we mentioned last episode, uh, this is our kind of our Christmas New Year's ep. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Really bring it in the year. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Um, this will be the last episode of 2016, and we will look to return on, what, January the 9th, somewhere around there. That late. Well, whatever that second Monday of right. the year is. And the hope would be, you know, that we'll come out strong and we'll... I think we've got... We'll really be hitting people with episodes week after week after week. And maybe some surprises in there, too. Yeah. Wink, wink. I think we've got some big uh, eps coming up after the new year, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much every up, I feel like, is a big one, though. Yeah, I would agree. Except this one, because this <laughs> one is a miniature one. <laughs> It's shrunk down. Oh, oh God. Boy. <laughs> Boo. You can follow the show on Twitter, at GreatestPod. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave us a review there if you have not yet done so. Or if you know if you have, you could sign up under another name, maybe. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Go through your local library and hit various computers to download the episode from. Yeah. Anything, anything helps. Uh... <laughs> Have we exhausted the supply of stickers? Yes, the stickers are all gone. Where did they went mine quick. go? Uh, I just put it aside because it was up there. So Yeah, well, I had put it there specifically oh, okay. so that I would know where it was. All right, yeah, well, I'll grab it. All right. Um, <laughs> the podcast is breaking up <laughs> right now. Yeah, but um, it was a hot item, and definitely there's going to be uh, some talk about possible 
future runs of we should come up with like other logos and designs yeah definitely and that's the, thing. the the forum is open send in whatever we should get ideas. t-shirts yeah. made that the listeners can wear so that yes. they can recognize each other that say like i'm an ass clown <laughs> that would be a great shirt <laughs> and be like someone would be like hey i'm an ass clown too right <laughs> ass clowns unite <laughs> yeah i mean uh Lots of exciting things going on here right. at Greatest Moments Studios. Uh, the hope is to eventually have like a whole uh, gallery opening of all Greatest Moments inspired fan art. <laughs> wow, that's ambitious. Yeah. Well, you got to start somewhere. So, all right. So everyone knows the plan. Well, this is the last episode of 2016. And knows when we're coming back. Twitter. Yep. iTunes. Let's uh, get into it. <laughs> okay, so... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, for those of you not familiar, is a 1989 live-action science fiction family film brought to you by, the, by Walt Disney Pictures. And this was just... A- a monster movie that as you told me it was a surprise hit uh i think it was about an 18 million dollar budget and went on to gross over 222 million at the box office yeah um it spawned a couple of sequels and and an ill-conceived television series as well which i've never seen me neither but it ran for a few years i don't even think rick moranis was even in it well, I would um, hope not. He was a movie star. <laughs> movie stars didn't do TV back then. Well, I mean, it's, it would seem like a Gilbert Gottfried-esque move of being in like oh, the problem all of series. the Problem Child movies and being the only cast member to then appear in the television right. show as well. But um, no, I don't even think Rick Moranis would stoop that low. Uh, Rick Moranis is an interesting uh, figure. I mean, it's... Almost shocking how many things he was in and then just done. Just gone. I mean, we see that happen with... Well, he retired because uh, his wife got cancer and then I think she died. And he, you know, decided to spend time with the family kind of thing. And his on-screen wife from this movie died. I mean, maybe that was her. I mean, I I don't know. We should cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it in. Um... Was he? He was not in the Ghostbusters reboot, was he? Uh, not. I don't remember him. No, I don't, I don't even think, so. think. I don't think he they was. couldn't even get him to come back to do something like quick like that. Right. It seems like he's really done. I yeah. don't know. So Rick Moranis stars as Wayne Selinsky, the in, an inventor who accidentally shrinks his children, Amy and Nick, along with the uh, neighbors, two neighbor boys, Russ and Ron. It's basically like there's Naming two, your kids like with like that alliteration where they all start with the same And the letter. dad is Russell. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah. Stinks. <laughs> well, it's basically uh <laughs> two sets of families, their neighbors closely quartered. Right. Their houses seem very close together. I mean, obviously yeah. as we pointed out, this was all shot on a lot that was uh, a set that was put on a lot in like Mexico City of all is that places, what it is? I believe. Okay, um, but yeah, the houses are very close together. It's two families that kind of are, you know, 
I don't want to like over exaggerate it and say like struggling or like fighting or anything too serious, but there there's some like tensions within these families, yeah. kind of very PG like right. family friendly kind of tension. They aren't uh, vacationing together or anything like that. No, 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 I meant within each family. Oh, like the that's kind of like yeah, yeah. the two fam. You're right though. Yeah. The two families don't really get along. Right. Um, oh yes. I was thinking more along a lot the lines of dissension of- amongst. The inner workings of each family. Well, I mean, they're, they're teenagers. It's a tough time. Well, we find out pretty early that um, Wayne's wife, uh, what was her name? Diane, she spent the night at her mother's the Ooh, night before. Yeah. And never a good sign. I think, you know, because we, 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 when we first are introduced to Amy, the uh, eldest daughter, who seems to be like maybe like a senior in high school, something like that. She's on the phone, and we kind of we hear her end of the conversation with her friend or whatever, and she's saying that like her parents were fighting, and that her mom, you know, stayed at her at her grandmother's house the night before, and then of course the little brother Nick, he's like overhearing this, it's yeah. kind of like whatever, and then over uh, next door at the Thompson place, little Russ, who's actually the older brother. He got cut from the football team, which is like a big disappointment to his Shockingly, dad. too. I mean, I, from what I remember of high school football teams, they carried like 75 people on the roster. There would be like a full first, second, and third string worth of players. Yeah. But well, Big Russ, Russ is like a little bit it. like uh, James Vanderbeek's dad in like <laughs> <laughs> Varsity Blues uh, to tie it into a previous game. episode. Yeah. And so there, there seems to be, like, in that family, uh, little Ron, like, the youngest son, he's he seems to get along with his dad a lot more. Um, he's at that age more where, like, his dad is still, like, a hero. Yeah. And then, like, his little Russ is kind of... We're doing men stuff. You know, fighting against his dad a little bit more. Yeah. And his dad doesn't really know what to do about it. And the mom is kind of like interjecting herself, trying to be protective, but she's kind of seems like a little bit of a pushover. Except for the fact that, you know, she's demanding that her husband quit smoking, and that's kind of like a recurring thing. I mean, he, he Although, continues yeah. to sneak cigarettes, right. but she's like trying, he's clearly hiding them from her and in fear that I she's going to catch him. I mean, this had to be before the time when smoking was affecting the rating, right? <sighs> Well, that I don't think you were it it, was like that mostly in comes into play like if it's younger people smoking. But yeah, yeah right. I mean, they, they would never even have adults a kids, smoking. But that's in a the PG thing; it's not like movie. a kids movie. Yeah. yeah, not in a PG movie. No. So the thing with Wayne, who you know is kind of the top build person because it's Rick Moranis, although you know he's kind of. I mean, I don't want to say he's like an afterthought because I mean, there's a lot of screen time for him. But like you know, the main action of the movie is the kids right but he's kind of the central character in a lot of ways he's an inventor the house is filled with like his weirdo inventions that do different things that are kind of seemingly not really that helpful it's kind of like unnecessary inventions right so i want to talk about this for a second because i do feel like this what year did this come out like 89 89 okay so around this time period and like leading into like up until like the mid 90s there was just this thing that would always happen in movies, it seemed like, where people just had, like, stupid inventions in their house. Like, kind of like uh, Pee Wee Herman, too. Like, a, like his house has all sorts of... And then, just, it seemed like people were, like, always inventing, like, a lot of engineers around this time. And I just remember being a kid and watching all this shit, and it's like, yeah, 
That's cool. I'll, I'll definitely like do stuff like that. And it's like I, little rascals, these fucking kids build a go kart. It's like they make it seem like all this stuff is like so possible. Well, I think there was a, there's a couple of things here. I, th- I do think that there was a certain like trend at the time that like having weird things in a house was kind of just like cool and visually interesting for a movie. Um, we just watched uh, Gremlins and the dad in that also was like an inventor and there's like stupid inventions. Yeah, it's like the, the same house. thing. But like, I also think that it kind of plays into kind of the tried and true formula for movies, you know, of having something be uh, aspirational. Now you're thinking like as an adult, you know, now we're thinking like, well, what's aspirational about it? It just seems annoying, but like it's aspirate. It's not aspirational to like us, like to us, that would be like having, you know, a good looking guy like Brad Pitt or Ryan Gosling, like be super cool and fuck hot chicks and have an expensive house, (laughs) expensive cars and like a cool lifestyle and have a cool job. Like that would be aspirational now, but like, to a kid, like weird things like inventions, like yeah. a lawnmower that's remote control, that just like seems cool to kids. And so that would be that a stuff. fun thing to put in a kid's movie. Right. Like it doesn't really have to make a whole lot of sense, too, when it's like a kid's movie. So yeah. it's just like, obviously, if they made a and marketed like a remote control lawnmower like that, I'm sure people would buy it. But it's right. like it's just not really like a practical thing. I mean, it's probably pretty. If it if it could exist, yeah. it would be dangerous. What well, is like? What does she flick something and then he's up in the attic where he works, and like a light comes on. Like it kind of looks like one of those radio studio lights that's like on air, except it just says like breakfast. Yeah, and it's like I don't know if you're gonna wire something and build something like that. Maybe just like an intercom in the house. Right. Practical. Well, an intercom is probably. Uh, you know, existed yeah. in 1989. So it's like, you know, they got to up it. Yeah, they had to come up with like weird things that just were different. Right. Um, so the thing that he's been working on though is like some kind of a shrink ray. It looks fucking cool. I mean, it looks like a giant laser gun. I or know. Something. Well, that's the thing. It's like even if it doesn't work, the fact that what it <laughs> looks like something like if you had all the cheat codes for like doom or something that would be the big weapon <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like wolfenstein like some insane gun right. that like but like it's funny because he gives this whole like he can't get it to work everything he tries tries it out on it explodes and he has to give a presentation anyway so he has to try to convince these people that this thing can work without actual proof which you know is an uphill climb for him but like his little speech to, at at like this university or wherever he is kind of doesn't really make any sense because he basically presents a theory that like all matter is filled with like has empty space in it too. And then if you just condense the empty space, you're basically shrinking like the mass. Right. But you're, what you're not taking into effect is density. So theoretically, if that's all he was doing to make those kids small, say the girl weighed like 90 pounds, she would still weigh 90 pounds, but she would be that small. The science, shockingly, does not add up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's his... Does he actually give like a pitch as to like what the intended use is? I mean, obviously, you can think of several things. Yeah, it would be like f- for uh, transporting right. things and for transporting fuel yes. and transport... Like, he... They they briefly say that like at the beginning of his little pitch thing or whatever, you know. So like you could move like 
you know, a million cars on a shipment thing that would only usually take 10 or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something crazy like that. The kids kind of are, uh, Wayne's kids at least, are kind of like farting around. Like Amy is supposed to meet up with somebody at the mall and she wants to get asked to the dance. And Nick is kind of supposed to like cut the grass and they're both supposed to like help clean up the house because their mother's supposed to come back finally. Oh, right. Yes. All that other stuff. Um, next door, the Thompsons are like preparing for like a fishing trip, mm-hmm. and they, <laughs> right. the big point of contention is the eighty dollar deposit. Oh, that's uh, that's non refundable. Which right. don't get me wrong. I mean, nobody wants to just lose eighty dollars. Yeah, even like somebody who's really rich doesn't want to just not get eighty dollars back for something if they, you know, don't go through with it or whatever. But like. <laughs> it just becomes this funny yeah. thing because when his kids are shrunk and then like he's bitching about this fishing trip and like it keeps coming up about eighty dollars and I just it's just funny to me because it doesn't seem like that much money to be like right. flipping out yes, about. I know, and it doesn't even seem realistic because like you figure I'm not even sure what the deposit's on. Is it on a cabin or like a boat or what is the deposit? I don't on? know if that's made clear. It's something because they're going on like this right. fishing trip with some friends or whatever and like he won't shut up about this $80 deposit and it's like well what the fuck is $80 going to get you i don't even know what that is like well yeah couldn't they just put an extra zero on and say it's like an $800 deposit or something i mean yeah something that would seemingly be more of a of a hit yeah it's like $80 like yeah he could like yell at them and then be like all right well you got to cut the grass like five times or something right. and it's like i mean like $80 it's like I mean, I get BFD. that it's eighty nine, yeah. and like, like neither of these kids probably have eighty dollars. Well, but no. it's like, yeah. I, I just although I don't they know. just break windows, like it's no big thing. <laughs> so, little Russ, is if like, I broke a window, especially like a neighbor's house when I was a kid, I would have like, like I wouldn't be here right now. I would have gone on the run, like gotten abducted. I never would have been able to face the you consequences. Would have flown of that. down to Barbados yeah. till things cooled down. It would have been like a Johnny Gotch type <laughs> situation. Yeah, so Ron, kind of the wild roughhousing type, he's throwing up a, a baseball into the air and trying to hit it in the backyard because his dad is busy making sure that they're packed for the trip <laughs> and uh, his yeah. brother is kind of just ignoring him or whatever. Right. And so he throws the baseball up and hits it very like high. I mean, it's not far, but it's very high up into the attic window of the Selinsky's house, breaking the window mm-hmm. and triggering the shrink gun that has been left there while Wayne went to go do this pitch. This another oft-used idea of just like hitting something and then it works. Well, that's only part of it because they do explain this at the end. Like, for some reason, now supposedly Wayne is a smart guy. Several drafts of this script, by the he, way. Uh, he's wearing like a Caltech shirt. Caltech being like one of the hardest universities to get into for science and math. Oh, he's supposedly like a genius. Right. He's an inventor. He's come up with all this shit, and yet he can't figure out why all this these things are blowing up when he's trying to shrink them and then mm-hmm. this fucking baseball comes through the window and it gets in the way of a laser is what they say there's a ah. laser that is blasting at right. 
the object and it's blocking this laser. As it's lasers like, do, yeah. Well, it never occurred to him that maybe shooting this thing with a laser is also going to make it blow up. I don't know. Like, not that the science there makes sense, but like, let's pretend that lasers act like how we think they if act in movies or whatever. Or uh, if it's affecting it. To like everything works except you're just getting the opposite result of what you want. Can't you market the blowing it up thing of something? Maybe, <laughs> but that, I mean they ha- but things yeah. that blow things up already exist. Um, oh, he's trying to do true. something that's never oh uh, yeah been done before. But like I was thinking about blow things up like like honey, I blew up the baby. No, no, no the apple was blowing right. up. Yes. I mean, did you watch this movie? I, I can't remember it. Jesus Christ! Well, do you remember things blowing up to a huge size in the sequel? Jesus Christ Alright I'm on the Okay yeah (laughs) So this baseball comes in And it blocks this laser This is something we don't know at the time We just know that Little Russ We're just going to refer to Little Russ As Russ from now on Russ drags his brother Ron over to the house He's already been spying on Amy a little bit Because Amy was like (laughs) mopping the kitchen floor And was like dancing Neighbor voyeur Um, The thing with Amy is like She's kind of got like that girl next door appeal, which of course like works well for this movie because that's Although basically it is, what she's supposed to be. It's misleading almost. I, I don't know. If they just put the four kid characters in front of me and I had to like, it's like you can kind of with the two. And you had younger, to rank them in attractiveness. She, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't the, be, she wouldn't be number one. Nikki, number one. <laughs> no, but it's like, <laughs> I just think that uh, if you had to like kind of like pick out what their kind of social roles are supposed to be it's like the two little kids you can get easily because it's like uh nikki or nick is like clearly like the geek and then the other one's like the just douchebag dirtbag yeah jock wannabe i mean i don't want to you know speak out of line here but russ seems like you know he's a good looking kid (laughs) (laughs) he seems seems like like vaguely effeminate yeah, like but he, that, I don't know. I, I could with that him. hair. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it was the 80s. He seems like he'd do all right with the ladies. And then I, I think uh, Amy, she seems like, yeah, I do get like the girl next door thing, but it's like, she doesn't really seem to me like she'd be like a popular chick, but she is. We find well, out. Well, I mean, well, it's kind of implied. More popular than him, probably. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's definitely implied. But like, we never really find out for sure if they're even in the same grade. Right. It seems like that's maybe what they're trying to say but they don't ever commit fully to any ages or like grades or anything like well, that that's really. the thing. but i mean they kind of act like yeah he's definitely like socially below her but look at his family though well that's yeah i mean get one look at his dad it's like <laughs> his uh, dad is played by uh moloch from watchmen oh yeah moloch moloch yeah um also the mom of the Zelensky family like comments like, "Oh, Amy being left alone with little Russ like, poof like look well, out." Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, she, I mean, what's going on with mom? She sees like the dude spying from next door, and she's like, "Looking the next window over, Junior." <laughs> <laughs> well, she, yeah, she definitely thinks what's good. There's like mom? some sort of like negative reputation applied there, but like. It may fit in with like the whole like these two families don't really like each other kind of thing. True, but although he does have to be a huge loser if he got cut from the football team. Yeah, and I mean cool. we're jumping way ahead. So all right, Russ drags him over there, Ron, to 
you know, tell them he broke the window and that he's going to have to pay for it and blah, blah, blah. But he wants to go get the baseball. So Nikki takes Ron up there. And it, it's already been made clear that, like, Ron and Nick don't like each other. They're more close in age, although Ron seems probably a year or two older. But, like, right. there's definitely some name-calling back and forth And while Nick is two. definitely, like, the geekier one, he's definitely the more evolved <laughs> like he's a geek but he seems like he has a degree of social awareness while ron is just an insufferable dirtbag i guess you called him um so they go up there to get the ball so abrasive um at this point the the shrink gun has already turned shrank the on. uh couch that right. was in the room and some other furniture they go in there and it immediately shrinks them down the two of them mm-hmm. so they're they're first yeah. Um, of course, it takes forever for them to come back down because they're not coming back down. So then Amy and Russ follow, and then they get shrunk too. And then conveniently, the now ball have our movie. rolls off the the gun block that was blocking the laser. So now, you know, when Wayne comes back, he's not even going to know what happened. And of course, you know, they don't know where the kids are at first. And it's well, like it takes thing. like an unbelievable amount of time for them to realize something's off. Yeah, but what, why would they immediately think that they were... I don't know. Their yards are, like, so small. Where could these kids have gone? Well, the mom... I mean, Amy when had the mom like finally a, comes home, she thinks that they both were at the mall. That's true. Um, Big Russ just too caught up packing for the trip. Yeah. Uh, sneaking off cigarettes like a degenerate. Now, apparently the uh, the title is grammatically incorrect. It should be, Honey, I Shrank the Kids. Oh. But... They went with shrunk, which I think probably sounds better. For yeah. That's probably why they did it. They claimed that it was intentional yeah. based on a line in the movie, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like, it's you could have changed the line then if you yeah, knew well, it was wrong. Yeah. It's like, it just sounded better, and that's what you went with. Um, <sighs> so now we've got our four kids, and they're shrunk. Yeah, and they're on the, shrank. they're just on the floor of the attic, but then... Seemingly could pretty easily meet their peril right here yeah i mean that's pretty much the whole movie there's no way that they could ever survive this i mean they would be killed a million times over but (laughs) (laughs) and it's interesting because the original draft of the script had five kids getting shrunk and one of them did die oh really yeah it was it seemed like a much darker yeah i don't know if that would have got a pg rating (laughs) (laughs) i think it was in the sprinkler sequence with that water and shit oh man um, that would have been interesting. And they kind of go, they kind of dip their toe that into that water died. because for some reason, Amy falls into like some water and she just instantly like is drowning. Right. And she has to have mouth to mouth or whatever. Oh yeah. Wayne comes back. He ends up sweeping up the kids and putting them out with the trash because he yeah, decides just cleaning to, up the attic. <laughs> well, no, he he smashes. He starts smashing oh, the yeah. gun. The string. Enough. Break. I can't figure it out. Yeah, he's like he blame because he's humiliated. Who knows how much money he put into the parts for these? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's humiliated at his job and he's frustrated, you know, with his uh, place in life because that seems to be the source of the tension between him and his wife and why they were fighting, you know, money and yeah things as an independent inventor, obviously not panning out because he kind of references they had some weird sort of like swinger incident where they brought another person into the bedroom and his wife was liking it a little bit more 
led to some weirdness. And she's like, oh, did you use that shrink ray on your cock? <laughs> oh, man, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he references getting his old job back at one point. So it's almost like he had quit a job to pursue, to pursue uh, this, like this inventing on his own right. kind of thing. You kind of have to just like connect the dots a yeah. little bit. So that seems to be where their attention is. He takes it out on this gun. Pieces go flying. He sweeps them up. He puts them in the trash. The kids are in it. He takes the trash out to the uh, front of the yard or wherever. The garbage man's going to pick it up. They have to like cut their way out of the garbage bag. So then the whole... The main part of the movie is them as these tiny... At one point, they're referenced as being uh, a quarter of an inch, but it doesn't even seem like they would be that big. No, because no. an yeah. ant is easily less than a quarter of an inch, right. and they're it's tiny compared them. to the yeah. ant. So Yeah, I mean, the, compared the, to a blade of grass... Well, I guess the grass is supposed to be longer because it hasn't been cut. But they're... I mean, the... The blades of grass are like skyscrapers to them. <laughs> well, yeah, the whole like how tall are they exactly is kind of they play a little fast and loose with that. Right. Like it's never it never really makes sense and it's never really super consistent. It kind of is just whatever would work better for the movie. Yeah. Because at one point, okay, I mean this is jumping a little bit ahead, but although like the Lego is smaller than the grass, but a toy dinosaur is just like the same size as the grass, right? Yeah, it. But there's a part where they they uh, kind of befriend this ant and uh, <laughs> and ride on the ant, uh, which is insane. Ridiculous. They'd have to be so small that there'd be four of them on this ant. Right. I mean, they would be so small that ant would get it like would one them look at years them. to get across this lawn. And they're like, "Hey, guys, we made friends with the ant," and like they jump on its back, and then he just like brings them to like an army of ants and they just devour these kids <laughs> <laughs> later on they have this they're they, they kind of are under attack by a scorpion and then the scorpion and the ant fight which it seems like the scorpion would be bigger than the ant like the, I, it the, is but it's not as big of a difference as i would the, think that would be like the world's smallest scorpion right. based on yes. like how the what, dimensions what we know about scorpions yeah. and it's just it it's non-existent. It's right. it's a, it's something that doesn't exist. Uh-huh. And they refer to the ant as a baby ant, which doesn't also doesn't make any sense because there's no such thing as baby ants. <laughs> it's how would they you make go that from determination? Like larva to regular ant, and then that's it. Yeah, <laughs> but it, I don't like, know what would even make them be like, oh yeah, it's a baby ant. <laughs> I mean, I'll, so yeah. At one point, um. So, like, now, you know, now that they're all shrunken down, it's like Amy's looking, like, a lot better <laughs> of an option. No, well, I mean, there's, the like, thing. a Lord of the Flies thing now, and Amy's the only chick there. Yeah, I mean, well, let's Even just... Nick, her brother's starting to be like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the start of the movie, you're like, all right, well, Amy's all right looking. But then by the end of the movie, I'm thinking, like, <laughs> Jesus, Amy, <laughs> like, what's up? <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, how long does it take for the, like... <laughs> the t- for the two Thompson boys to be pig roasting Amy while her little nerd brother jerks off watching. I mean, I'd be I'd be like after you know half an hour of being shrunk down to that size, I'd already be making plans. Well, we have no choice, Amy. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> we we're never gonna be full size. <laughs> Look at how far away from the house we are. At least hand relief, please. <laughs> Um, <laughs> she looks at her brother. You too, Nick. 
He's just like pulling on his little pecker, <laughs> crying. <laughs> and they, it does, it turns out they only really need to spend one night out in the yard, I think, right? Somehow, yeah. And at first, the two younger boys they cover are a lot sleeping, of ground pretty quickly, like on the top of a Lego. Yeah. It's the little Amy circle and- on the part of the Lego that connects to other Legos, the top circle, and then like, like the hollow part of it. Amy's on like the the bottom one, and then Russ was like sleeping on the ground by himself. But that's when the scorpion comes, oh, yeah. and then I think it eventually ends up with all of them Russ sleeping like, well, in the same thing together. <laughs> Boundaries were crossed. Oh yeah, I know. Russ was pretty quick to be like. Well, I mean, I don't think uh, I should sleep on this ground. And um, Amy's like, well, where would you like to sleep, Russ? <laughs> That's a, a dumb, dumb question, question. Miss Zelensky. <laughs> Check out the Halloween 3 episode, please. <laughs> it's our favorite. <laughs> there, And, of course, they encounter like all of diff- these different... Uh, sequences of peril including like the sprinklers come on and then amy almost drowns and russ has to give her mouth to mouth and then the little kid nikki her brother is like where'd you learn the amount of people i know in movies that it's like certified cpr training (laughs) i mean you know luckily for any of these people that are ever in near-death experiences but it's like I mean, I think... Well, like, if the chick if, looked like Amy, I'd at least yeah, give it a shot. Right, yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, you'd be certified. <laughs> you'd be an expert. I, I, yeah, I perform mouth-to-mouth all the time. Uh, yeah, we but need, I mean, it's like... We need to cut our shirt off. Let's, yeah, and I mean, if I was, like, choking in a restaurant and, like, you, like, turn around, I was like, does anyone know CPR? I mean, people would just, like, go back to their meals. <laughs> people would look away. Even the people that were certified. <laughs> and, and Nikki's like, well... Where did you learn CPR or mouth to mouth resuscitation? And he's like French class. Kid. MTV Spring Break. Yeah, I know. Which is like, and it's a recurring joke. Yeah, they that kind goes of, on, right. and it's just like, oh, that Nick doesn't quite get until the end. Which I don't know why. I don't know why he ever gets it. It's not even really a joke. It's just dumb. <laughs> he's basically like when your sister was drowning, I st- stuck my tongue down her throat. <laughs> And that somehow resuscitated her. <laughs> and of course, you know, the overall thing in the movie is that these neighbors become friends and a, a little romance between Russ and Amy. And it mends the fences between their parents as well. And then it also mends the fences within each marriage and within each family. Yeah. Because then they learn to appreciate each other on a different level because they're right. so afraid. Because eventually, uh, Wayne figures it out. Yeah. And delivers the, you know, title line to his wife, Honey, right. I Shrunk the Kids. And in the big Cheerio sequence where he almost eats them. Yeah. That's how, when he realizes it. But I mean, could you, it's just like, can you imagine? No, he knows that he shrunk them before then. Remember there's... I thought he pulls up the... Oh, Jesus God almighty. Oh, no. What movie did you watch? I thought you were talking about when he actually finds them. No, no, no. I'm talking about when he realizes oh, right, 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 that okay. he shrunk yeah, them. Because yeah. remember, they're searching... Right. There's that part where they're on their hands and knees and you were like flipping out about his wife's ass being up in the air. (laughs) Well, can you blame me? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because uh, a neighbor kid, another friend named Tommy, uh, Nick convinces to cut the grass because he gets to, you know, use this remote control lawnmower. 
and he comes over like the next day after they've been shrunk and then he does obviously doesn't know and so he starts running the lawnmower while um diane and wayne are like upstairs trying to figure out how to make this gun work again or whatever and then they have to run down and get this kid to stop cutting the grass because they're <laughs> they're you know their kids are in the yard shrunk right yeah <laughs> and they end up do getting sucked up into the lawnmower and blown out the side Somehow without getting not killed affected by the blade well i mean i guess they're so small That's that true, they yeah. just didn't even they got they lucked out right. i guess i'll say this too uh, although it would be cool if one of them was cut in half <laughs> yeah. it'd be awesome ron um <laughs> i will say this too about the movie it is it definitely like it's cool the way they film it with like you know these big sets and everything's like you know, really being filmed on these, like, exaggerated whatever uh, set designs. But, you know, the parts where they actually have to do, like, effects of them flying look terrible. Yeah, I mean, there's some... Excusable, though. Low-budget effects that probably looked acceptable in 1989. Yeah, overall, I mean, the movie still looks, like, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the big appeals with this movie was that it was just so different-seeming than, like... A lot of other family movies. Yeah, I mean the out. effects had to be a lot different too for the time. It was very like inventive and and interesting. Although it is weird that it seems like a, a lot of the uh, there's a lot of discussion about the effect that a Roger Rabbit short that they played before. Uh, oh yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. What impact that had on the box office? Because apparently. People were so hungry for more Roger Rabbit, and they advertised it very heavily as them playing like the seven-minute Roger Rabbit short before this movie. That like they think that that actually had like a big impact on the box office of this. Oh movie, wow, yeah, people were which really is insane. The buzz, yeah, because uh, you'll occasionally get shorts now. I think Pixar sometimes uh-huh. does them, and right. I think sometimes like some of the animated stuff still do them, but like. That used to be much more common, mm-hmm. like in the '80s, with like these Disney movies, because the movie itself would be usually an hour twenty to an hour forty at most. And so then they would throw on like a seven-minute animated short, usually before a movie. I can remember a couple of movies that I saw that had them. I don't know. It was just something that existed. It was much more prevalent. Maybe. Yeah, and I mean, I I talked about this when we watched it, but I just remember uh, movies kind of using this string of animation in the opening credits a lot more around this time too i i remember like city slickers was one of the movies that did it i just remember it happening like yeah that whole running animation throughout the opening credits well that kind of is a trend just like having weird inventions oh yes (laughs) this movie was very much a product of its time absolutely um so eventually they're able to like grab onto the family dog. It's one of those weird, funny things where like the dog is aware of what's happening before everyone else. Well, one point, yeah. <laughs> At one point they ride a bee too. I don't know if that's that's very yeah. That's pretty early. Okay. On because uh, they they end up in the flower. Which are they all on the bee? They get separated at this point. right? No. Yeah. That's when uh, little Ron is yeah. stuck with Amy. Oh boy, that's right. And if I was him, I would have been getting ideas. I'd been like, yeah. "All right, well, let's start a new life right now." <laughs> Look, we're never going to make it back. <laughs> we should already. We should start thinking about our future right. together. <laughs> Living in this uh, Lego, so the dog comes to them several times because they like whistle and shit, mm-hmm. and the oh, dog yeah, can yeah. somehow hear hear them, even though no one else can. Right. And I get that dogs have like a highly attuned 
sense of hearing, but it's like, there's no way. I know. They're like these microscopic organisms whistling at the dog. right. But anyway, they grab onto the dog, and the dog is the one that brings him into the house and gets him onto the kitchen table, and that's when he ends up in the bowl of Cheerios. Oh, yeah. Right. And uh, Wayne almost eats him. Yeah, I mean, that would have been interesting. (laughs) It shits him out. If you thought, yeah, like everything was going to work out up to this point, and then he just like ate them and was like actually chewing them up and you could hear him like screaming (laughs) (laughs) what a movie or even worse like he puts nick into his mouth and he doesn't get chewed up and he just gets swallowed so then he's like alive in his stomach for a little while until he gets like burned up by like acid so he basically just gets digested alive yeah (laughs) man just brutal but the dog of course bites wayne on the leg before he actually eats nick and then he looks down on the cereal and sees him uh once again terror, showing yeah. that this stupid little dog is much more like aware of what's going on than the humans yeah which also is kind of like a trope of these kind of silly family movies yeah. sometimes the dog much smarter than this horrible inventor <laughs> <laughs> so then you know he they bring them back up to the gun they can't figure out how to make it work the kids have to pantomime out baseball to explain that the baseball came through the window and blocked the laser, and then he puts all this together oh, and he figures yeah, it the out. Aha moment! He ends up testing it on uh, Big Russ, the dad of Russ oh, and Ron, right. and yeah. shrinks him and then brings him back to size. But like, it's a funny gag because he takes his hat off, which he was hiding the cigarettes under, by the way. But he takes his hat off for some reason. Just so impractical. Like, why would he take the hat off? I don't yeah. even... Other than this joke that it sets up, which well, is yeah. he shrinks, and then he brings him back to size, and then when he puts the hat on, the hat is too big for his head. Right. And it's supposed to be, like, a good, like just a funny little joke, like, oh, his head's not quite the right size, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But it's, like... It's, like, well, funny in the imp- way that I am. Well, doesn't that, like, imply that this thing is, like, really fucking dangerous? Yeah. And, like, yeah. <laughs> not all the kinks are actually worked out, and they might, like, suffer some sort of traumatic, like, you know, injury right. or malfunction with their body because well, yeah, something's not like, the right size oh, or something. Yeah, they come back, like, all fucked up, and, like, their body parts are in, like, different spots. <laughs> Two of them are, like, conjoined twins. <laughs> Amy and Ron. That's like the sequel. <laughs> that is Siamese twins. Or like one of them, like their buttholes are like not holes anymore. <laughs> so like, yeah. they, like they have to shit out of their mouths. <laughs> yeah. um, I can fix this. So then. Yeah, sure, dad. <laughs> We've seen how your fucking shit works out. So then it's like a happy ending and all the families are happy and then it kind of. Oh jumps ahead to like thanksgiving and now the Selinskis and the thompsons are spending thanksgiving together and uh russ and amy are playing footsie under the table yeah this is all the good. turkey is enormous which is a goof on like this gun blowing up the turkey to like a huge size yeah a little uh preview as for what's to come yeah um, and then they did do a sequel, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, which I was always under the impression big. was called Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. And Yeah, was, this is one of those like Illuminati things. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really even feel like getting into the whole alternate dimension <laughs> thing that I slipped into and yeah. that I exist in a world where this was Honey, I Blew Up the Baby, and somehow I'm now in this dimension <laughs> where, where it isn't that. Um, I'll say this too. It all ends happy, but... This is not going to end well. 
Amy and Russ, I mean, Amy's going to be fine. She's going to have a lot of suitors. Russ has got a little personal hell to look forward to. <laughs> when everything, when they, when shit goes sour, you know, springtime comes around. Amy's like, I'm going to be graduating school. I'm going to have myself a summer. Like, Russ is going to just be seeing, like, cool dudes pull up in convertibles. Like, <laughs> Amy! And she's going to be coming out wearing, like, little skirts and stuff. And Russ is just going to be staring from his backyard, like, Phew. She's like, oh, these are just friends. We're just going to the beach. Yeah. It's not a big deal. And she's, like, applying perfume as she, like, walks out the door. <laughs> oh, So... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, she was like, see, the whole thing is like she was. She wanted this other boy, uh, probably referenced by name a couple of times early on. Well, but yeah. She had this other boy in mind to ask her to the dance, and she was supposed to go to the mall and see him. Now, just yeah. think about that guy. Yeah, just hanging. He's out He's finally the mall. building up the courage to ask this tall, she blonde chick. To Next, and then the he dance. comes into he comes into school after the weekend, and she's dating the loser that can't make the football team. <laughs> she's dating this scrub. Yeah, <laughs> he wears sweatpants to school. Right? <laughs> Who is he? My dad. <laughs> Russ Thompson. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> You might as well just start dating hepatitis. <laughs> Have you seen his brother? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ron is like the type of kid that would like constantly like. Oh, I would hate Ron. He would constantly like barge in on his brother, like if he was like trying to make time with Amy. Oh yeah. Like I don't know. Let's say that like they have like a family room in the basement and a couch, and then boner. The, You've the, got a boner. <laughs> the, the parents go to bed. And he's like trying to like you know slip a couple digits in her. Oh. <laughs> every two seconds, yeah. Ron is running down the stairs like yelling something like you know, oh yeah, just horrible. And poor Nick. I mean, he's never gonna get a chick. No, no. we didn't even really talk about Nick. You kind of gave the impression you thought that he was less terrible than Ron. I actually I watched most of this a second time, right? And I was just. I could not take Nick. He is such an okay. ass. Well, obviously, as we've uh, pointed out multiple times through the episode, I'm horrible at remembering what happened in this movie. So, <laughs> I've yeah. I mean, well, he at one point just an he's like, bad "Job by me on this." They, whenever they're trying to avoid the lawnmower, they go into this like tunnel in the ground, and he's like, "This is the home of," and he says some Latin name, and they're like, "What?" and he's like. An earthworm or whatever. And it's just like, he's supposed to be like, what, nine years old? And he's like saying shit like that. It's like, shut up. I feel like uh, when we were going into this episode, it's like, okay, this one's going to have like a different feel a little bit. It's not going to be like the normal where I say something semi-analytical about the film and then you tell me like the right answer. But it still kind of ended up being that way. (laughs) Yeah, any further thoughts on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Uh, no, I mean, pretty fun uh, road to go back down. I'm glad we did this instead of Gremlins. God, Gremlin. here's the thing. <laughs> you know, we thought it would be fun to watch kind of one of these um, non-traditional holiday movies, you know, l- like the ones I railed against in the <laughs> It Follows yeah. episode. Which I just listened to that again earlier, and it's like, I will oh say, my, we come off as like such douchebags. <laughs> I mean, which it's accurate, 
to our character, but well, and also what we were saying was true and right. Well, that though. is true. Yeah, <laughs> we were just telling the truth. I mean, but but here's the thing: I would say that Gremlins qualifies more as a Christmas movie than Die Hard. And you know what? The people stocking movies at FYE would agree because Gremlins was in their Christmas oh, section and Die Hard wasn't. I believe you had that one. Here's the thing, folks. Just because a movie takes place on Christmas or Christmas Eve does not necessarily mean it's a Christmas movie. But anyway. <laughs> Every episode. But no, who cares? That's yeah, not the, right. the point yes. of that rant was not whether or I not know, those I movies understand. are. It's how bad the people. Quit interrupting me. Was not the point. <laughs> now don't I can't even. Get wrapped into this again. So we watched Gremlins for fun. And I never really had much of a personal connection with that movie, even though it was kind of in my wheelhouse, like time wise. Um, I have seen parts of it on TV. It was not really like a movie of my youth, though, like that I was like into. And so putting it on and starting it beginning to end watching it this was kind of like the first time for me as far as that kind of an experience and i fucking hated it (laughs) that movie is terrible uh yeah well i have like the same relationship with gremlins as i do with honey i shrunk the kid i mean there were movies that i saw when i was a kid and not much since then and i guess watching both of them in the last two weeks honey i shrunk the kids much better than gremlins well, I would say this. I would certainly this say like, that yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is more watchable. And despite the fact that both movies are equally implausible and the science in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids doesn't always like add up, it still seems like it, it stays in its lane. That's true. Gremlins becomes so ridiculous by the end of it that like I couldn't even look at the screen anymore. <laughs> I was just like, ugh. I hated it. Uh, who would have thought this like would have turned into like a Honey I Shrunk the Kids versus Gremlins comparison? Like, well, what? they both have dads that are inventors. Yeah. Um. I mean, I will say that Phoebe Cates is smoking hot. Good. And any Lord. opportunity to see her in a film is no great. No kidding. But just I unbelievable. Just, like I just I just didn't understand it. Like I didn't understand anything about that movie. Like I I don't even I know that people that there are probably going to be people that listen to this that like gremlins so they're probably gonna be well, upset by it but it's just like what the fuck are these i mean these things just know how to like hotwire like stoplights to make them both green so the cars will crash into each other they can do anything basically yeah they, they're basically genius things that we should study evil geniuses too we have no reason to understand to know why uh these things just pop out of gizmo's back and they're evil right off the bat well, they're like, they're like slightly bad, right? Until they eat after midnight, and then they're evil completely. Yes, true. But, but they're yeah, they're definitely uh, like mischievous when they're still in like Mogwai form before they turn full on Gremlin, and they're like setting it up so that they can become Gremlins. You know, they're using like, guns at one point. I know at several points, and it's just like what in the hell? But like. You said, I mean, when we were watching it, the most insane scene in it is when Phoebe Cates, who works at a bar, which is insane in itself. Like, she shouldn't have to work anywhere. She should be, like, in a bikini. Popping that top off. (laughs) Uh, But it's, like, the fact that she's taking orders from the gremlins at the bar and serving them. 
Yeah, I don't even know if she's taking orders, but she's just like refilling their drinks and acting like this is normal. Everyone in the movie acts like the like the Mogwais and the Gremlins oh, are yeah. just normal. No reaction to yeah, like holy shit, Dad, you found a new species. Like what the fuck is that? That I've never even heard of I something know. like People this. People are just like, oh, that's cute. Well, moving on, and they like watch TV and like react to it. It's not like they're clearly supposed to be like smarter than like the dog and like other animals. It's oh, yeah. just like and nobody's reacting to that. Fucking hated it. God, it was stupid. Yeah, they have like an artificial intelligence type learning curve like And I usually where they like, can just le- learn anything like so quick and they just can do anything. And I mean, I usually am all in for that like 80s Steven Spielberg produced like kind of stuff like uh-huh. obviously really into like poltergeist and then like the movies he directed himself obviously are great from that era but it's like i i i know and i know it's like kind of beloved by like a lot of people but uh good reviews too i mean yeah i mean i just don't get it like i just do not get it was probably definitely like a different movie at the time but yeah it's hard to really like it starts off okay like the first half hour of it, but once you really get into like the gremlins existing in it, it's really hard to make sense of anything. Yeah, I, I, it just—I can only say it wasn't for me. Like I just—I <laughs> just didn't like it. And I—and you know that I like like a lot of trash. I know. <laughs> well, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it is. I—I I wonder too. It's like I don't really again like Honey I Shrunk the Kids falls into this. For me, Gremlins, Gremlins 2, those were all movies that I saw as kids and I liked, but really have barely watched since then. So it's like, I, I, even though I liked it when I was a kid, I don't carry this like love for it, like a, like a D2, which I've watched <laughs> a million times over the course of my life. Well, that's just a great movie. Well, absolutely. <laughs> but although, I mean, the critics would disagree. Good Lord. I mean, they were basically sucking the Gremlins movie dick in like... Well, that's because it had that Spielberg name attached yeah. to it. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, like, you know, in the context of, like, when it came out and the fact that it's, like, juxtaposed, like, with Christmas stuff and it's just, like, so weird or whatever. That's I guess true. people yeah. were kind of just like, wow, this is really interesting. But, mm-hmm. you know, kind of experiencing it fully for the first time now, like, later on, it's just like what is this yeah and the first like look of like i'm sure like first seeing like the mogwai and then like the gremlins like at that time that like looked pretty cool but like once the gremlins start doing things like there's that gremlin wearing like an overcoat who's supposed to be like a flasher who flashes that was case. Le- that got a legitimate laugh <laughs> Yeah, it was funny because, like, who wouldn't want to show their dick to Phoebe Cates? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, it was just Plus, kinda... there's actually nothing there, which is... Well, yeah, and all the other gremlins aren't even wearing anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, kind of stupid. Well, yeah, I know. Enough about So, gremlins. anyway, that was episode 47, Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little bit of a, bo- a holiday bonus for our That's listeners. Is that right. Just me railing against gremlins. <laughs> And how much I hated it. Right. But if you liked it, come over and we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll try don't. to talk you out of it. So get ready for some big things in 2017. Episode 48, like we said, probably in that 
second full week of January, like around the 9th, hopefully. Yep, and I think we can go ahead and commit to, once that drops, the episodes will come out every day. Every single day. (laughs) Every week on that same day. Maybe. Yeah. That's the greatest moment guarantee. I don't know if we should commit to that until at least after MLK. That's true. And we've got like some other ideas kind of like bubbling up right now too, so Yeah, we've, we've allowed a lot of activity to seep back in. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think uh, we're out of time. Uh, thanks for listening. Tell your friends, subscribe, and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. Mr. Wendell has freedom, a free that you and I think is dumb. Free to be without the worries of a quick to this society, for Mr. Wendell's a bum. His only worries are sickness and an occasional harassment by the police in their chase. Uncivilized, we call him, but I just saw him eat off the food we waste. Civilization, are we really civilized? Yes or no? Who are we to judge when thousands of innocent men could be brutally enslaved or killed over a racist grudge? Mr. Wendell has tried to warn us about our ways, but we don't hear him talk. Isn't his fault when we've gone too far and we got too far because of him we've walked. Mr. Wendell, a man. Just say what you are. You're not McCafe, you're McDonald's. I'm not here for a fancy cappuccino. I'm here because I burned some bridges at Wendy's.